You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family, Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com and I am your host Baba Oshi Hotep family hope everything is well for you today hope you had a good weekend hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do should do must do can do and will do hope you had a good weather for making that happen but of course if you didn't and it had to get done it must be done you got it done and that's why we have a lot of love for you just keep on getting it done that's what we got to do 
you know this is african perspectives we're here every monday wednesday and friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m 10 to 12 central 9 to 11 mountain 8 to 10 pacific any other time around the world if you cannot if you cannot listen to this program live you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com at the top of the page you'll see podcast click on that the drop down you'll see african perspectives click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled also you can use the shortcut babaoshi.net just any search engine that you use babaoshi.net b-a-b-a-o-s-h-i dot net other programming we have here on time for an awakening uh, once again this program is every Monday Wednesday and Friday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and all times are going to give our eastern times there are some programs that are on a hiatus and hopefully they'll return soon so on Tuesdays Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays Black, Re- Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers on Thursday Black Liberation Movement Mississippi on the move from 7 to 8 on Thursday Mississippi on the move from 7 to 8 on Thursday if it's Friday and it's 8pm Eastern it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard Saturday from 7pm to 9 the Sankofa Elders Council from 7pm to 9 and then Sunday at 7pm once again time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and the number to call is 215-490-9832 We Buy Black We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is webuyblack.com Get everything you need from American African owned businesses from webuyblack.com Africa for the Africans Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba has been doing an outstanding job of planning, organizing, you name it, he's making it happen. And he has taken hundreds of our people to the motherland and he's willing to take hundreds more. And he has an upcoming trip. He's an upcoming trip. <laughs> um, Tanzania going to Tanzania some pronounce it Tanzania no but it's Tanzania that's how they pronounce it so if that's how they want to pronounce it I pronounce it that way November 17th to the 28th 2022 coming up soon November 17th to the 28th $4,000 Ghana December 24th to January 5th 2023 $4,000 Senegal and Gambia March 30th to March 10th, 2023, $3,800. Once again to Ghana, May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000. Liberia, July 20th to the 29th, 2023, $3,800. Tanzania, November 16th through the 27th, 2023, $4,000. South Africa, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,200, $4,200. Rwanda, March 29th to April 9th, 2024, 
Those are the trips that are scheduled. Brothers and sisters, everything you need is on the website. Go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Or give my good brother Bomani Tahimba a call at 404-931-9429. That's 404-931-9429. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org. Brothers and sisters there. The Kashi Project is happening, and they're going to do the kickoff uh, October next month, October 15th, 2022, in in, uh, in Ghana. And, of course, you got to get there. It's about $4,000 to get there. Go on the website, Africa. Excuse me. Go on the website, Habasha, Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. HabashahIncorporated.org. HabashahIncorporated.org. H A B E S H A dot org. And the, and the information about the trip uh, flying out of East Coast. And of course, the, uh, the program itself, the grand opening. And uh, go on the website, you see all the beautiful. Uh, chalets and all the work that has been done. Man, it's great. Habashahincorporated.org The Ledge Group. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brothers and sisters, the Ledge Group, the work that they're doing, you know, just fantastic. Dealing in the four areas of people activity of food, water, clothing, and shelter. I mean, the progress, progress, Many of the programs that they have, you know, you know, it's my desire to find a way to hook up Brother Moses West and Brother Peter Brown. And that's going to be a dynamic combination to him, to the programs that they're doing. And, you know, because if you're digging wells and that's and that's fine, that's fine. But wells dry up. And especially you're talking about because of climate change, other issues with it. But if you have a, a machine doing atmospheric water, you know, generation, AWG, atmospheric water generation technology, and you can extract through the water moisture out of the air into this machine and get it purified and whatever processes that it goes through. And now you have clean drinking water. Brothers and sisters, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. All right. The Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Bibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Bibiatumi.com. Bibiatumi.com. Brothers and sisters, that's a, uh, make, go to the website there and make it a favorite. Go to Bibiatumi.com. It's my pharmacy. It's my pharmacy. And uh, let me get down. You know, my my mouth <laughs> decided not to work no more. Just 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 then. But even went and got a battery. So apparently, ain't the battery. So anyway, you know, sometimes you got to do things manually. Brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril 
a call at 731-327-6229, 731-327-6229 for a fine selection of holistic products that you can use that uh, will give you ultimate health. If you have issues, give him a call. If you have struggles and problems, give him a call at 731-327-6229. If you want to email him, drop him an email at smifarmacy at gmail.com. That's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, smifarmacy.com, at gmail.com. And I'm already on the page for the Moses West Foundation on the Jacksonville, you know. He wants to find locations that are suitable for the atmospheric water generator placement, prioritizing high population areas with the most urgent need for clean water, searching for locations to store and distribute water to those in dire need. These are the objectives. These are the objectives of Moses West and the Moses West Foundation for Jackson, Mississippi. And, uh, our atmospheric water generators have the ability to produce hundreds to thousands of gallons of water per day, depending upon the model. The more atmospheric water generators in place, the more water that can be provided freely to the people of Jackson, Mississippi. And the the transportation and and um, I don't know if you have TikTok. He's on TikTok. Maybe Brother Apollo, Brother Apollo had set that up, but. Uh, I saw it, and uh, man, fantastic, fantastic, yeah, so, <sighs> yeah, so go to um, the Moses West Foundation, and you hit the link for Jackson, Mississippi, okay, all right. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. And uh, their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10, from 9 to 10. And the number to call to listen or to give questions, comments, or concerns is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, located in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Opens tomorrow all the way through Sunday. Closed on Mondays. But brother, brothers and sisters, tomorrow or day after, give Brother BJ a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. That's the Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. The Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located here in the West End, on the same street that I'm on, on Ralph. Well, I'm not on Ralph David Abernathy. I'm on Cascade. Ralph David Abernathy makes a, little, a right turn going towards MLK. And there begins Cascade. And Cascade goes all the way out west. So, But 
They have healthy, delicious smoothies, fruit drinks, by uh, pastries, by uh, all kind of good stuff, man. Just all kind of good organic stuff. Sea moss. And also, too, they have vegan food on Saturday and Sunday. They have vegan food on Saturday and Sunday. That's Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located across the street from the uh, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, across the street from Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia, is doing outstanding work. The place looks great. And uh, when you have a program now, you can go downstairs at the mall and utilize that that space there. Papa Baruti gave a presentation there just uh, a couple months ago. So it's just outstanding. And uh, so give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, green cards, certificates, T-shirts, figurines, you name it. She's got it for you. And if she doesn't have the book that you're looking for, when you give her a call or you stop in to see her at the Greenbrier Mall, she'll get it for you guaranteed. The other bookstore we promote as well is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia. That is east of here in, in uh, of Atlanta on I-20. I-20 East going towards Augusta. And um, the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore. Give them a call. Brother Kazem De Ajamu at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot and of course too we uh the next exit east going east from there is exit 75 turner hill road make a right go down three lights make a right and there is the new black wall street market the new black wall street market okay where am i at now (laughs) okay sun goddess sense Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located, Sun Goddess Sense, in the address is 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Brothers and sisters, if you want to uh, give Shirley Amonset, my good sister Shirley Amonset, uh, Shelly Amonset, a call at 404 404- Four three four seven nine six three. That's four zero four four three four seven nine six three. Sun got a scent. Your one stop natural shop. And Sanjay Dash I eighty sister Gabriella Aurelia. The work that she's doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti is phenomenal. Give her a, give her a line, or go to the website at Sanjay S O N J E Dash. Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Akaban Institute. Uh, once again, the Kibuka is coming up in November. November 19th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. This is the 17th annual, 17th annual Kibuka. Remembering the Middle Passage through the eyes of our ancestors. It's going to be at the Sweet Spot, 675 Metropolitan Parkway here in Atlanta. And uh, it'll also be streamed. So that's right. So either way, you can take, you can participate with the uh, Kibuka. It's just a moving uh, ceremony, believe me, moving ceremony. And, of course, 
if you want to donate to or and go online for that, that's PayPal, Yabruti at Yahoo.com or Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y A A M, the letter Baruti, the letter M, then the word Baruti, B A R U T I, B A R U T I, on Cash App. And the books that Baba Rudy promotes are available on Akaben House.com. Akaben, A K O B E N, Akaben House.com. So, yeah, yeah, this, this is the part that I love. The Inye Saysim of daily revolutionary thought. The Inye Saysim of daily revolutionary thought. September 18th, we need the ritual that reminds us, reaffirms us, and reinforces the mission of our role in re-Africanization. This is a ritual where you gather with the faithful few who understand this work simply must be done and we must do it. Giving up is not an option. We must become a sovereign people again. Let me repeat that. We must become a sovereign people again. And that's, that's my whole purpose of the day's program, family. Fully willing to execute our divine power on creation in the spirit of Ma'at. Neder Ankh Karu. African sovereignty requires revolution and most revolutionary change requires the introduction and establishment of a clean slate. Most often, only torrents of righteous rage can produce the necessary purging. If this is to be so, the time we now consume is not to be wasted. It is a time of serious ritual, of steadily and uncompromisingly moving us toward the African possibility. Work is prayer, and given that the words create reality, prayer is a becoming. Therefore, work, if positively, consistently, and reverently applied toward the acquisition of sovereignty, is ritual. It is the most natural and potent ritual there is. In this case, ritual is the practice of state of existence to come. It is a affirming what already exists while it is still unfolding. It is the work of expressing an unmitigated desire for an absolute return of ourselves to our natural essence through expressing a sincere appreciation for it. Its spiritual source and those who have thus far earnestly thought, spoke, and practiced without display to or concern for anyone outside of our collective spirit. We have no concern about nobody. Nobody outside of us. Nobody. Affirm, I have ritualized my Africanization. Affirm, I have ritualized my African African re-Africanization. That's right. Re-Africanization. Uh, here we go. It is my deep conviction that all people wish to be free. 
and that the desire for freedom is rooted in the soul of every one of us. A people long subjugated to foreign domination, however, does not always find it easy to translate that wish into action. Under arbitrary rule, people are apt to become lethargic. Their senses are dulled. Fear becomes the dominant force in their lives. Fear of breaking the law, fear of the punitive measures, which might result from an unsuccessful, unsuccessful attempt to break loose from their shackles. Those who lead the struggle for freedom must break through this apathy and fear. They must give active expressions to the universal longing to be free. They must strengthen the people's faith in themselves and encourage them to take part in the freedom struggle. Above all, they must declare their aims openly and unmistakably and organize the peoples toward the achievement of their goal of self-governance. Kwame Nkrumah. Kwame Nkrumah. You know, I always read these pieces by um, Kwame Nkrumah and others. Everything that is designed to uh, give us an understanding of who we are and all the things that we must do you know to continue us on that road to self-determination liberation and sovereignty for African people because that's what this program is about that's what we all should be about to achieve that even within our lifetime I know especially somebody like me at the age that I am I know I can honestly say I might not see it, but hell, if you're 30 years old, you're 40 years old, and you got some consciousness, you know you're going to live another, hopefully, 30, 40 years, maybe more. And so you'd be working towards that. You want to see that. The, the, what I want to see, at least we're moving in that direction. Yes, I, I, I feel good about the people that I know that are in this struggle. You know, I do. Great brothers and sisters, not a lot of us, but, you know, in D.C., in Baltimore, in Detroit, in Chicago, Milwaukee, L.A., Dallas, Houston, whatever. There are, there are us, there's a number of us who believe in our struggle. And who will do whatever is necessary to bring that about. You know? Yeah. So, I'm gonna play something. A uh, couple of things, you know. I, I think I think her ass is getting buried today. I hope her ass is getting buried today. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't know about you. I am tired. You know, turn on the news, and that's you know that's half the news. Interview this, that, and the other. And I must admit, they did play a little something on the news about, um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, they did play a little something about, um, okay. Yeah, they did play something about those brothers and sisters who felt 
and no, we should not mourn her. And 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 I like that uh, piece, Brother Paul said about the sister who said that, and then even had Jeff Bezos saying something. Because there's some people says, no, you shouldn't say anything about that dead. F that. In fact, I'm gonna play a little something in a minute. But I don't want to play this here piece. I've played this on this program before. It's a Caucasian historian in Britain who talks about the, a little bit of the history of and and understand something. The British monarchy supported all of this with the establishment of the British government. And within the British government, the the ideas and the implementation and the armies and the all those things took place. So understand that. No. They have hundreds of millions of dollars. How did they get it? Colonization. Exploitation. Thievery. It's all out theft. And if you ever listen to this program, you know I have a deep disdain for the British, the French, the Belgians, all of them, all these damn Europeans for what they have done. Europe is, you can go to Europe and look at all the beautiful things, all the beautiful aesthetics, buildings, and all the museums that have all this African art and African, all the information from from Kemet, stolen, stolen. All the things that her coach that they ride in, her crowns, all that stolen. Favory. These are some of the things that the British have done. And understand something, brothers and sisters. You know, when the Caucasian said the sun never set on the British Empire, what he was saying is that, you know, the British Empire is eternal and all must bow down to the British Empire. <laughs> the highest award given to British officials who work abroad is the Order of St. Michael and St. George. This consists of a star with a little enameled painting And the painting shows the angel, St. Michael, standing on the neck of the devil. And the devil is a black man. This image is very similar to one that we've become familiar with. A policeman kneeling on George Floyd's neck as he says, I can't breathe. And the idea of standing or kneeling on the neck of a black man is deeply embedded in these notions of dominance, of white people over black people, the dominance of Western nations over other countries. Now, one of the recipients of this award was a man called Sir Evelyn Baring. Sir Evelyn Baring was the grandfather of someone called Mary Wakefield. Mary Wakefield is the wife of Dominic Cummings, Boris Johnson's chief advisor, a man who has done more to cover up the record of current events than anyone else in this government. Sir Evelyn Baring was governor of Kenya when Kenya was a colonial possession of the United Kingdoms. 
And while he was there in the 1950s, he instituted a system of concentration camps, which even his own attorney general compared to those run by the Nazis. He drove into these concentration camps and fortified villages. Almost the entire population of the Kikuyu people, then numbering over a million people. Huge numbers died, some of them of starvation and disease. Many beaten to death, burnt to death, tortured to death. Repeatedly, men were castrated. In some camps, almost the entire population of children died. And until the Mau Mau are destroyed, the innocent too must suffer. It was Evelyn Baring who oversaw the creation of this system. Sir Evelyn Baring, upon whom rests the main responsibility of the campaign. We are making progress in that struggle, and we are all confident that in the end we will succeed. He also directly authorised the beating to death of people within those camps. When Labour MPs asked inconvenient questions about this, on one particular occasion when 11 men were beaten to death, he told the colonial secretary to tell the MPs that they had died from drinking contaminated water. Before Britain left Kenya, there was an order sent down, implemented by Special Branch, to conduct what they called a thorough purge of the archives. They burnt crate after crate of documents. One of the orders instructed that if there were too many documents to burn, they should be packed into weighted crates, taken as far from the coast as practicable, and dumped into very deep water without currents. They erased not only the evidence of what happened in Kenya, but much of what happened in Malaya. The British troops in Malaya slowly but steadily are smashing the Reds' reign of terror, and they'll keep at it till the job's done. In Yemen, where Britain fought its dirty war, in Aden. We're going to be extremely firm and uh, extremely mean. If anyone starts in trouble, they'll just get their head blown off. Uh, they'll get the message in time, you know. We remember all this in the context of Boris Johnson telling us that to pull down statues is to lie about our history. The entire history that we are told about British imperialism is a lie. We, as a nation, have a greater level of pride in our empire than any other European nation. People look back with nostalgia to Britain's imperial past. That's impossible to understand unless we understand the massive fabric of lies, of deletions, which has airbrushed the colonial atrocities practiced everywhere we went. Imperialism has long been justified through the notion that the white man had a duty to civilize the so-called other races. Racism is an ideology, and to a very large extent it was created by British theorists. You can take it back to the late 18th century and the work of a physician called Charles White, who was one of the people who formalized this idea that there's a sort of ladder of life, and the white man is at the top of that ladder, and below the white man on the ladder is a white woman. And below that were people with dark skin. That ideology remains with us today. It's that ideology which led to the policeman kneeling on the neck of George Floyd. Institutional racism to systemic racism. And a huge part of that ideology began here in the United Kingdom to justify our seizure of other people's resources and other people's lives. These relationships continue by other means. Through our 
trade relationships today, which are often highly coercive, enforced by offshore tribunals of corporate lawyers, basically forcing countries to give up their natural resources, enforced by international debt, and what we see is a net drain of wealth from the poor nations into the rich nations. This wealth is not just being taken from other people in the world today, it's also being taken from future generations. The capacity of the Earth to support us is being wrecked by those who are burning through the Earth's resources as quickly as possible, who are destroying our life support systems. Environmental destruction, imperialism, racism, these are intimately connected. They all mesh together as part of a global system of injustice. It's not just the bad stuff in history that they don't want us to see. It's also the good stuff, the massive role of the slave revolts and rebellions, of the slaves themselves and the ex-slaves, who through their advocacy managed to generate a huge amount of outrage about the slave trade and what it involved. Similarly, the history of resistance and rebellion Within these shores, a huge range of people's movements amongst the working classes, amongst the middle classes, trying to create a better, juster, more democratic nation, often hundreds of years before their visions came to fruition. And by learning from that history, as well as by learning from our history of atrocities, these two hidden histories, we can begin to understand where we stand, why we are where we are, and how, from that position, we can start to build a better world. Double Down News brings the big issues together. Yeah, well, I'm going to play this particular piece here. Uh, <laughs> this is our good brother, attorney Malik Zulu Shabazz. Damn the so-called queen. I know you Uncle Toms hate this, but this is real talk. Now, do we see the white Jews of Germany crying and mourning when Hitler died? Why must a Negro cry if one of his slave or colonial masters dies? The bloody British Empire has the blood of at least 100 million blacks murdered by the British crown since 1650. The transatlantic slave trade, that's your queen. The Queen of England troops illegally invaded South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, and Kenya. And by 1905, they have bombed, burned, wiped out scores of Zulu, Igbo, Ashanti, Bushmen, and Khoikhoi and the like. Between the years of 1900 and 1960, the so-called Queen of England and her crown pilfered and stole African gold, oil, diamond, and precious metals worth $10 trillion dollars. While we're poor today, the red carpet, that's the royal red carpet walking on the drenched blood of our ancestors. God damn this so-called queen. So you handkerchief head stool pigeon Uncle Toms, be quiet. Because the witch didn't die hard enough. How about going to her grave and dig up her grave and shooting her goddamn grave because she didn't die hard enough and strong enough. Ashe. <laughs> like I said, if you ever heard me on this program, you know my deep disdain for the British and how they were able to, through <clears throat> the manipulation, get 
the people in the world to see them as a loving, kind people. The royals. Oh, Princess Anne. Um, you know, uh, uh, Diane, yeah. You know. All the while, the status quo was being maintained around the globe. The status quo, yes, there were a couple of uh, countries, island countries, Barbados, seeking their independence from the British crown. I, you know, I hope they got on their exit from the British crown some restitution, some money, some reparations. Should be all of it, well-deserved, you know. And I know the, the Jamaicans were very close to getting some kind of reparations. Let me say this, you know, before we go to a break about reparations. Because I am for reparations. I, I think not to seek reparations that does a dishonor and a disservice to our ancestors who sacrificed so much, who died, you know, so horribly. You know, not just, you know, in Kibuka and the coffer lines, marching from the interior of Africa to, to the coast, not just in the dungeons, in Elmina, in, in so many places, you know. Elmina. You know, not, not just that, but also to on those ships in that voyage that took sometimes, you know, two to three months packed like sardines sores and vomit and urination and feces oh man just just the horror and one of the main sh- uh, 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 enslavers of our people with the ships so we're, we're the British many countries this is now well you know what I, I'm one, I'm, I definitely want some because I got I just took some land uh, in the Caribbean, or just took some land in the, on the mainland of the United States, and I I want some, but I, I can you do it? I'll pay you. I'll pay you. The main, sh- in fact, if you uh, are a drinker of Old English eight hundred malt liquor, that was Pabst Blue Ribbon before they went on there, but they still make. Old English 800 malt liquor. If you go to the convenience store in your neighborhood, and if your neighborhood is predominantly us, or it's your, or if your neighborhood is in the hood, go up in there to Habib's place because we probably still don't damn it own it, or, or or any beverage, any bev store or liquor store, or whatever. They still have Old English 800, Satan Eyes malt liquor. All of them. Coke 45 malt liquor. But old English is deep. Old English is deep. When you look at the label of old English, you see there are crowns around the the O in the circle. 32. And one crown in in the middle, in the O. 33. 33. The British cut a deal with the Spanish 33 crowns they paid for each captive landed alive. 33. And that's on the label. 
oh man, these people are vicious. These people are just, oh, so ugly and so mean-spirited. Yeah. That's from my brother, A Message in a Bottle, 40-ounce scandal. Brother Alfred Coach Powell, Dayton, Ohio. Alfred Coach Powell. Man, it's a long time when he did that, back in the 90s. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up look look the brother up on Facebook, you know? Look him up on Facebook. Yeah. I was also trying to find this piece from Joe Rogan. I don't like Joe Rogan. I in fact I'm you know. <laughs> but he did a piece on the nine eleven talking about uh Donald Rumsfeld who announced on September 10th trillions of dollars that were misplaced and lost. The area where the accounting was supposed to take place is the area that was hit by that missile and that was destroyed. Nothing else said about the trillions of dollars that were misappropriated or lost or stolen or whatever. Nothing else said. Do me the favor. When you go online and you go to YouTube and you put in the Pentagon 9-11, tell me, please, do you see a lot of bodies, pictures of bodies? You don't see none of that. You don't see no tail. You don't see no engine. You don't see no wings. They want you to believe once again, I'm saying this beyond nauseam, that they a plane was flying so fast and so low. You don't see the approach of the plane. I'm quite sure there's cameras Everywhere around the Pentagon. Everywhere. The only thing you see looks like a white cylinder and then a bright light and a boom explosion. And before the parapet wall, the ceiling, uh, uh, top of it came down, it was just a hole. It was a hole around hole in that side of the pentagon I'm saying to you all of these things are not coincidental all of these things were planned poorly I might add because it doesn't lead only the gullible only those who believe uh, what they want to believe from this system that would say yeah yeah, I believe that the Twin Towers. Um, an- another documentary for you to check out then. 9-11, the unspeakable. 9-11, the unspeakable. Hour-long documentary of families who want answers. Nine eleven. Architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. 
Remember I told you I couldn't find anything from uh, Richard Gage. Also, too, uh, some years ago, he appeared at the um, Savior's Day. Minister Farrakhan invited him. Since he is probably ain't a, a European Jew, maybe he didn't know, but he attended. And of course, the European Jews have a lot of influence within this society and in this world. And of course, the European Jews, a lot of them didn't go to work that day. You draw your own conclusion on that. I don't know about a bunch of European Jews on top of roofy partying and I don't know none about I don't give a damn about that. I don't give a damn about the European Jews, period. What I'm talking about is what this government did on that day. To insult your intelligence so deeply. That's what I'm talking about. What they constantly do, even with this queen thing here and all the sympathy. Oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I'm like Zulu Shabazz. Malik Zulu Shabazz. Dig her ass up. <laughs> but that's not the first. Somebody said that too. About some Caucasian. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Call it. I did. I was at a presentation that Colin did. I think I was in Milwaukee. I've seen Colin uh, perform. Perform. I've seen Colin's presentation at least three times, I believe. You know, dig him up. <laughs> and shoot him again. So we're going to take a break. Let me come back from the break. The reason why I'm saying these things right now is for us to understand we need to get the fuck out of here we need to plan our all our planning all of our planning should not be voting should not be any of that shit that 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 this country that you negroes want us involved in to make these caucasians accept us i give less than a rat's ass what we should be doing is educating ourselves to prepare to go over to Africa and build nation building. We cannot do it here. This country is about to enter in overt forms of fascism and Christian nationalism. No doubt in my mind. And I'd be damned if I lift a damn hand or a finger to try to fight these crackers about what they want to do. Let them do it. And if your ass want to stay here, fine. But we need to go. We need to go. You know, kind of went off like this at Baba Baruti's presentation. And one of the Babas, I didn't know uh, there was somebody online. And the next thing I heard, I go, I said, I may. I go, I may. You know, that's a attention to do whatever. And he said about, you know, using profanity and so forth. And I just said, with all due respect, sir, 
I understand, but this is righteous. This is righteous rage. This is righteous rage. For days, weeks, months, years, decades, millennials, we've been dealing with this shit. Centuries, we've been dealing with this. And every chance, we just try to appeal and beg and plead. They throw crumbs, giving you the illusion of inclusion and things that get better. No, they never will. The only thing for us, the only solution for us is independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. It is the only. So we're going to deal with fascism, what it is, make sure we understand. I mean, there's so many things about fascism. And of course, uh, some of the biggest things about the fascism that has taken place is Donald Trump. He was the big fascist. <laughs> and so give us a call once we come back from the break. Be a part of this conversation. And um, the number of you in the queue, and of course those in the queue, you know, you hit star twice and you can get in. And, but if not, give us a call at 215-490-9832. So, all right, brothers and sisters. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, come on now, don't do me like that. <laughs> do me like this. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. The maestro, Barry White, the Love Unlimited Orchestra, Love's Theme from 1973. Outstanding, huh? I'll say, the maestro, Barry White, loves theme. Uh, I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to find that piece. Because a few, let me see where I put that. Yeah, right here. It was Elgin Baylor's birthday. And this thing is not allowing me to play this. You know, I tell you, sometimes, you know, you just, you just hate stuff. (laughs) You just, man, the way they do stuff, you just hate it. Where is that at? Shucks. I'm going to be able to play it. Well, not play it. I'm just going to be able to read it right here. Yeah. It was Elgin Baylor's birthday, uh, September. Sixteenth. He's born September 16th. And... Uh, My guy. And his his numbers are just phenomenal coming in to the NBA. And of course he died last year in January of twenty twenty one. And to me he should be every time there's an NBA anniversary team, he was on the all of them, the 75th, that's the one that just happened. The 100th team, he's better be on there. I know I may not be here to witness it, but damn it, if there's, if he ain't on there, I'm going I'm to be like. Because <laughs> he, he was truly a transcendent player. You would think that Kareem will always be there. You would think that Michael will always be there. Magic would always be there on, on any anniversary team because of their impact of the game. The same as with Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor brought move to the game. He was the first one, you know, because of all the I, I watched <laughs> I watched the old Minneapolis Laker game against the Syracuse Nationals. The Syracuse Nationals moved from Syracuse, New York to Philadelphia and became the Philadelphia 76ers when the Philadelphia Warriors moved from Philadelphia to San Francisco. And the 76ers and um, man, it's terrible. But Elgin Baylor, man, just flew. It's just beautiful. He unfortunately never won, but he just is in a long line of other cats that were great and never won. But being there's only a few people who who you can uh, point to as a transcendent player, and uh, Elgin was the first. 
Elgin County to some degree, you know, Wilt was just just dominant. He wasn't. See, Elgin brought moves to the game, flair stuff, hanging in the air, you know. And then, of course, um, the doctor. Doctor played above the rim. Then Michael. Not so much Kobe because Kobe was just like Michael. Kobe was just like Mike, you know. Great player, no doubt. Kobe Bryant. Excuse me, Kobe Bryant, great player. And then LeBron, another transcendent player. And who that other transcendent player will be, who knows? I, I would suspect that that individual will blend the power and speed and ability to play all over the court at, you know, like the LeBron has been able to do. But we'll see. Elgin Baylor, my idol. <laughs> Other programming we have here on Typhoon Awakening Media. And um, once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., all times at Eastern Times. And uh, Tuesdays from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the Move, from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the Move. On Fridays, from 8 until time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. On Sunday, from 7 until time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We're talking about fascism. Christian identity, Christian nationalism. Because these are on the rise globally. If you haven't paid attention, you definitely need to. I don't give a damn about fighting Caucasian nationalism, Caucasian fascism, Caucasian Christian identity or Christian. I don't give a damn about none of that. Because to me, the most important thing is to hell with them in getting ourselves together, preparing ourselves to do for ourselves, to be independent, self-determining, liberated, and sovereign, to engage in a dynamic, as Dr. John Henry Clark said, a dynamic pan-Africanism. That's what I'm, that's what I'm about. That's what I promote. That's what I encourage. To fight Caucasians because no, to hell with them. Let them Caucasians fight that out. But it's on the rise. Hungry. If you remember, they had the Republican Party went over to Hungary, had them uh, at the meeting, the Hungarian president. Le Pen, she lost in France, hard right winger, but there's now one in Italy who uh, idolizes Benito Mussolini, of course, who uh, is the one who has coined the phrase fascism. Go online, go on YouTube, put up fascism, and you'll see Benito Mussolini's face and all his gestures and arrogance. Germany, 
fascism never left. It's just that it was outlawed. You couldn't do it openly. You couldn't. You couldn't have Nazi symbols. None of that. But you pretty soon will be. Fascism in other parts of the uh, of the world. Fascism. I could give less than. I don't care what they would call us coming together and excluding and dominating. I don't give a damn what they call it. All I know is it is for the survival of African people, the re-Africanization of African people, the land, the resources, the people. Fascism. Powerful and continuing nationalism. Disdain for human rights. Identification of enemies. Scapegoats has a unifying cause. Supremacy of the military. Rampant sexism. As I'm reading this, brothers and sisters, I hope you're opening your mind and I hope that you're looking at what's happening today as you see these things. Control mass media. Obsession with national security and exclusion. Religion and government intertwined. Corporate power is protected. Labor power is suppressed. Disdain for intellectuals and the arts. Obsession with crime and punishment. Rampant cronyism and corruption. And fraudulent elections. Nash, fascism. Of course, today you see Donald Trump's face and other others who believe all the things that he has purported and promoted. But that's what time it is. That's what time it is, family. Is America now a fascist legal? Is America is now in fascism's legal phase? The history of fascism in the United States is fertile ground for fascism. The, the history of racism, excuse me. Let me put my glasses on. I think that'll be better, don't you think? <laughs> Attacks on courts, education, and the right to vote, and women's rights are further steps on the path to the toppling of democracy. Articles by Jason Stanley. All fascist movements, contemporary forces have found a popular leader unrestrained by the rules of democracy. This time, it is the figure of Donald Trump. Are you, are you kidding me that this man said, if I am indicted. Now, of course, he didn't say 
the words, there will be violent upright. No, he will say that something is going to happen that haven't ever happened before. You know how he talks. Unseen, unprecedented. This will be the, shut. Man. Lindsey Graham said, if he's indicted, I fear because they're going to take to the streets. I think what happened after um, after January 6th, they ain't gonna take to no damn streets for this fool. Believe me. That ain't gonna happen. But I don't give a damn if it does. I just hope that we don't. If that's what they want to do, we don't. Uh, unknown caller, Paul, is that you? Good, good, uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning to you, Brother Archie. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening to you, Brother Paul. What's happening? Well, yes, it's all happening. Um, it's all happening. But uh, my grandmother always say, what, what you pay attention to becomes your reality. So I try and not to pay attention to things which cause to make them my reality. I agree. I and, agree. Uh, I say. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I give thanks for life, and uh, I give thanks that you're still um, pushing out the necessary messages what need to be put out. And I think the subject you raised in the name of the program, Fascism, is an extremely important subject, Baba Ochi. Yes, it, yes it is. Because it's, it, is, it is taking shape. You're, you're in Europe. You're in you're in the West, and in, in fact, the place you're in London, you're in the UK, which is the capital I consider of the West. The United States is the military arm of it, you know. But you're right there, and you can tell me in France, in Italy, in Hungary, in various other places in Europe, fascism is taking hold, is on the rise. I'm going to put it like this, Baba Ochi, because I, 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 I um, understand that uh, this, this thing, what you're defining, fascism, for, let me just first say that that description which you read out, I would humbly and respectfully request that you try and read that out at least once a month or as often as you can. Okay. Because the truth of the matter is, is that as I, as I see it, is a personal view, and from from my research, I don't think the masses of people fully understand the complications of what fashion, fascism really is. You you you, you refer to uh, Maria Le Pen of France, right? right? And mm-hmm. uh, you refer to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But the more I look into this matter, right, and the more I investigate it, I realise that. Those people you've just named, they are just the pinups. They're just the pinups of, of this vehicle. And I, I, I'm going to explain it like this. Fascism, for me, for my investigation, my research, is a vehicle. It's a, it, it's a vehicle used to take you from one destination to the other. As the saying goes, the ends justifies the means. Mm, okay? yeah. It's just a vehicle. Okay, so 
in America, in, in, in one of the highest institutions in the land, I think it's the Senate, yeah? Mm-hmm. They've got the satellite symbols on both sides of the, of, of, of the house, okay? The fascia. Do you know that? You're aware of that, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Right. You're aware of that, aren't you? Yes. You can go online. Anybody who doesn't know where you can go online and look. Now, the question is, every time I've raised this with my family on your side of the pond, nobody's ever gone into it or explained why that exists. No one's even questioned it. It's just a, I get a funny kind of silence as if to suggest that, is that really true? Well, it is true. And the question I'm asking is, why have they got the fashion symbols on both sides of the house in the highest institution in America? Well, I can guess the reason why they got it because they fashioned themselves on Rome. Yes. Because that, that symbol yes. came out of Rome. It's what the Romans carried when they went into battle. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, you, you use terms like Senate, that came out of Rome. That's right. And all the rest of the terms you use, it's, it's almost like a remodeling of the Roman Empire. Right. Well, look, look Rome and Greece, you know, um, Greco Roman, Greco Roman, Greece Roman. Is, is the foundation for Western Europe, for the Caucasians, for white folks. And it's their idea of the beginnings of civilization. In fact, uh, that's their mindset. You know, and they, they argue that point. Uh, I'll never forget a, a, a friend of mine was going to uh, college and he came back and we had some discussion. This was a long time ago, you know. And he was talking about how, you know, how great Greece was. You know, he didn't learn it in high school. But in college, it was like the Greeks did everything. The Greek was the, you know, was the was the foundation of modern civilization. He wasn't hip to Kemet or Egypt. He wasn't hip to other Africa. No, it was Greece. It was Greece, and Greece's influence on Rome, and Rome's influence on an imposition on the world, and still today. Because these Western civilizations, they're not going to, I mean, if they, they're going to take from Africa, but they're not give, they wouldn't give Africa credit. No, of course not. You see, you see the, 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 the explanation or the, the definition which you read out, Baba Ochi, and, and why I say it's a vehicle, because when, when, you, when you read out your description, it basically concludes why it's a vehicle. And why Western societies need this vehicle that ends justifies means. Their means is to divide and conquer and rule and control. And their end game is to annihilate anything which gets in the way of that control. That is the end game. And why I say, um, like Marilla Penn and people like Trump and the others, they're just pinups. And even Hitler, they're just the pinups. They, they're not fascism. Neither, neither was. Um, Benito Mussolini, he's not fascism. Fascism is the vehicle, it's the ideology which they use to achieve their objectives. Okay, so it didn't start with Mussolini and it didn't start with Hitler. This started long before them, long, long, like you say, Greek, Greek, Greek yes, yes. Um, ideology, yes. Roman ideology. And this is the vehicle. So when we see these politicians like Hitler, um, Trump, Marilla Penn as the pinups, and we, we, we uh, are distracted or attended by them as if to suggest they are fascists. They're not fascism. 
fascism is the vehicle being used by all sides in the West to achieve their objectives. It doesn't go away. And that is, the, for me, the reason why they have their symbols in the highest institutions in America. I haven't seen them in Britain, but no doubt they're full of the ideology. It's been challenged here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because one of the reasons why I think it's been challenged because when we go back to that king called Henry VIII, Henry VIII, the murderer, the psychopath, and whatever else uh, 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 title I can give him. The reality of it is he was the one who challenged Rome and changed this right. country. And changed the religion from, um, from Catholicism uh, to, from, yeah. From, from um, being governed by the, by, by the Pope of Rome mm-hmm. to the Protestant. So you have now a great deal of uh, their coverage who live in your country called Protestants. Right. Okay? And they oppose the rule of the Pope. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, although they oppose the rule or, or, or the rule of Catholicism, they still support fascism. Mm-hmm. They do. Yes. Because fascism is the vehicle, the ideology to to justify, you know, their intentions to meet their objectives. Uh, and we need to. And this this is why I say it's an important subject because I do not accept that majority of people really understand what fascism is. They're looking at the pinup. They right. think the pinup is fascism. It's not. That's it's true. It's the ideology. Mm. It's the ideology, right? When you look at your banking system, your banking system and our banking system is based off the same ideology. It's fascism. Mm. It's based off, mm-hmm. right? So, what I, the, the, why the people need to understand? Because we are the supporters of that system, okay? And and I will go back and say this: we can't accept, we can't um, win this game. Right? It's impossible to win this battle if we are the integral supporters of the system. Mm-hmm. We can't win it. It's impossible. How mm-hmm. else are we going to win? And we are the absolute um, pin-up. We are the uh, pillars which support the system. How, how is that possible? That's not possible. So you said along in your deliberation, you said that a drastic change has to come about. Mm-hmm. And that drastic change... And I will remind you again, I talked to you about it last time. I'm going to say it again. It will come back to the same thing, come back to the same point. has to start in our minds. And right now, you know as well as I know, I, I do, that mindset change hasn't come about as yet. That not revolutionary yet. state of mind no. is not happening no. as we know it. Not, right? Listen, not, 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 as, not in the mass of our people, not even a good portion of our people, not in a good fraction of our people. There are those of us like yourself and people who, uh, among many of the listeners that have, uh, and who are calling to this program, I love them. I respect them. I respect all of y'all. But at least they have a thought outside of the imposed boundaries that white folks or Europeans have placed upon us, and so they can think, they can rationalize, they can, you know, visualize and concepts of of, of African independence and self determination and liberation and sovereignty. They can at least think about it and they, and they can even discuss it, but. All others? No. No, their minds, they have a vice grip. They have a vice grip on their minds. The European placed a vice grip on their damn minds. And the only way to release that vice grip is to turn that knob at the end of the handle. Turning that knob at the end of the handle handle is symbolic of acquiring knowledge of self and confidence in in yourself and each other. That's the only way. And once that 
knob is constantly turned, the pressure on it, it can be released and you can open the vice grip. And not that, and see, I'm saying the things today, not that we challenge f- fascism. F- I was going to say fuck them, but well, I did. <laughs> no, we're not trying to fight. No, we're trying to come together and defend ourselves in a unified force, an independent force, a sovereign force. I don't care what happens, you know, in with uh, these new Mussolini and, and, and Hitler types, these these Donald Trumps, just like you said. That's all they are because the system itself promotes that. It's necessary because the other piece of that fascist piece, uh, Brother Paul, is Christian nationalism, Christian identity, imposing Absolutely. that Christian thing on uh, in your country and in in your town. You know, that's the other piece to that, and so you know, and 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 that's problematic for us because why? Majority of us, particularly in this country, are Christian. We have bought this bullshit. We're Christian. I've been to Africa. Many of them are Christian in certain countries. Aside from being Christian, we're also Muslim. And that's another proselytizing religion that is not African and is detrimental. So these theologies that have been imposed upon us hinder us from coming together. You see, you see, yeah, absolutely agree with, agree with, agree with you, yeah? But um, I would say that, um, like, like the fascism, the ideology, those, those um, Christianity and um, Islam, they are also ideologies. Yes. And the reality of it is, is I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe someone could have persuaded me otherwise, but I, I don't accept that you can fight an ideology, because an ideology... Is created by a man. It's created by when I say man, I mean man or woman or whatever. Yes. But it, well, yes. it's created in their mind. It's in their mind, yeah. And then they sow that ideology, making others believe. You see, this word "believe," I, I, I want to define it because we use this word very often, and I want to just clarify that belief doesn't mean that you know. Belief just means that someone told you something, and you accept it because. You haven't really done your research. You haven't seeked the knowledge to know. And once you know, you no longer believe because the belief is just someone's idea. It's not, it doesn't mean it's true. It's just their idea. And everybody has the right to have an idea. But that what they don't have the right is to impose that idea on me or, or come with a sword like Islam did in Africa and, right. and say, if you don't accept this ideology, right. then you're, you're, you're uh, uh, infidel or you're, uh, you're uh, um, whatever they want to call you and cut off your head. And that's, that, that's the roots of Islam in Africa. Mm-hmm. And so Christianity, which came with the Europeans, they said, if you don't accept this thing called Christianity, you, uh, we will kill you. We will... We, we'll, like you know, we'll, we'll have you gone away with. I don't accept that. That means, you know, that that you are trying to impose your ideas on me. Right. And and if I don't accept it, I must die or be converted. And that's the that is no one can deny that's the the, the rule. So today in 2022, with the access to knowledge, information, which should make one intelligent, one should be able to look at that and say, well, why am I still doing this thing? But unfortunately. Some of us are so bamboozled, some of us are so hoodwinked, some of, some of us are so modicoded by this brainwashing system that we cannot see the wood from the trees, and that's the reality of our situation. But 
you know, I can't blame, you know, my, both my parents, you know, I'm saying this, and I have to be honest, both my parents are Christians. Imagine my life, me saying that, actually telling them that I'm not a Christian. My parents are Christians, and me telling my dad I am not one, and him looking at me like I'm crazy out of my mind. Yeah? And these are the things some of us have had to go through. Some people have actually been thrown out their house, their home, for telling their people they don't buy this stuff. You understand? Put on the streets. This is the madness some of us have had to go through. Yeah. This is the madness. You wonder why we behave like that on the streets, why these young guys go out and shoot one another, because we've had to go through this madness. madness. Our own parents yes. want to blow us into this world, telling us this madness, ask us to accept this mind-crazy numb, numbness. Right? So those, you're right. Those of us who have managed to happen to go through all that crazy madness and still come out saying, still be able to find our African identity, still be able to tell the people who we are, and we don't accept this God, this government, government order directive, or, or, or King James, the Bible, mm-hmm. Bible, basic instructions before leaving England. Yeah. yeah? The Bible, yeah. the basic instruction before leaving England, written by the homosexual King James. We don't right. accept none of that nonsense. Okay? None of it. If you want to buy uh, King James, the homosexual book, uh, uh, written by someone called um, Shakespeare, do you know, let me tell the people, I've I got to let you know, because I'm born in this country, yeah? Do you know it's well known that Shakespeare didn't even exist? You don't right. know that in America. Right. He did not exist. No. It's just an alien. He never existed. It's just an alien. The person yes. who wrote and constructed the Bible was Sir Francis Bacon. The same person who wrote the plan for America, Sir Francis Bacon. Okay? It wasn't no Shakespeare. He didn't exist. Okay? Just like Jesus Christ didn't exist. He didn't exist. All right? right? So this is the madness. And how have we come to this knowledge? Because we've used our intelligence and our intellect. That's why we were sent to school, so that we could come out and use our own minds. Not be given this indoctrination, this madness which has been sold on us. So I know people are going to be upset with that, because that indoctrination is so deep. It's, deep. it's like it's, a cancer it, it, it is. It really is, brother. It's deep. I got some more callers. Paul, you just hang on, okay? I got some more callers, brother, please. Uh, 919, good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother Oshi. Good afternoon. Hotel. Hotel. Uh, i just like to start off by about the queen. Okay. My only regret is that she didn't die a long time ago. <laughs> and as I far say. as her son, King Charles... I hope he died too. And he will. And all the rest of them degenerate. Yeah, and he will. And I hope it is soon. Yeah, and then yeah. William get in and hope his ass die soon. Yeah, you all know, of them. All of them, because all they ever did was maintain and sustain the privilege that they created for themselves. That's all they ever did. And continue to get whatever resources that whatever resources that whatever island country or whatever country they they took and to see what they could get out of it. They brought nothing in. They did improve here, nothing. Go ahead. Here's the question. How would the world have been if they didn't exist? This is a good question because uh, Europeans are the ones with the selfish, greedy mindset based upon their evolutionary development coming up out of an ice age, an ice box, you know, where they feel they, they have to control 
and have to be in control, have to dominate. Africans never had that mindset. Other people didn't have that mindset when they went to other places. Europeans went to other places and they realized how easy it could be to, to, to dominate these people because most other people were peace-loving. They were peaceful mm-hmm. amongst themselves. Exactly. See? And so, but that was not the, 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 the aggressive, selfish, and greedy nature of the European who, you know, would not allow that because that's not who they are. And so, you know, uh, in, in that mind... When you, when you speak of, of fascism, whatever you want to call it, it just boils down to personal greed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. megalomania. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's all it is. Yep. All throughout their history, it's all it is. And when you speak about Christianity and their form of Christianity and the Bible being their foundation, the creation story says that God created Adam and then he didn't want Adam to be lonely. So he took his rib and he made Eve and he put them in the Garden of Eden where they had everything that they wanted. There was no sickness. There was no suffering. There was no nothing. And so-called serpent came along and tempted Eve because he told her that if if she bit the apple that she would be as good as God. So with all that they had, they weren't satisfied. Well, God had, did not. God instruct him, "Do not eat from the the tree yeah, of the knowledge of." From, yeah, yeah, do not eat. But the the serpent told him, "Well, if you eat it, you'll have everything." But you already had everything. Mm-hmm. But they was that wasn't they wasn't satisfied. That's their story. Mm-hmm. And then when they got kicked out, they had two children, Cain and Abel. Cain only had one person to play with. <laughs> And he killed him. <laughs> and he killed him. <laughs> you know what, what kind of what kind of story is that? What kind of story is that? Yeah, I hear you, brother. <laughs> I hear you, Baba. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, when, when, behind that kind of story, what can you expect to happen next? Yeah. If the story starts like that. What can you expect to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> Selfishness and greediness. Mm-hmm. And murder. Never satisfied. Never satisfied. And murder. Taking people's stuff, undermining. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and in reality, Cain didn't murder Abel because there was no such thing as murder at the time. There was no such thing as murder at the time. He just had so much anger in him that he just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So he took it out on the only closest person to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did he expect to accomplish by killing his brother? Well, in that fit of rage, he didn't think about it, didn't give a damn. All that he know that he, he was mad and because he was jealous that God, and, and of course God should have known that and, and, and God could have, should have. Hey dude, chill out. 
I like your shit too. Okay. It's just, chill mm-hmm. out, you know, but, uh, but the God of Europeans is such, it's so, it's so mischievous, man. And undermine. that's just like, it's just like the, uh, uh, God hardening Pharaoh's heart. Well, damn God, if you understood that Pharaoh, why don't you don't harden his heart, enlighten him, you know, mm-hmm. explain to him. Now you caused all of this madness. So, but yeah. Okay, Papa. The God that I believe in doesn't have anger and aggression and hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, the God that I have would never sanction me harming my brother. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, sorry. Well, let, let me let me catch another caller, Baba. All right. Thank I appreciate you. it. No, no, thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Peace. Yeah. Baba. 215, 215. Good afternoon. Peace and blessings, Baba Ouch. Hey, my brother. How you doing? ABCT, Brother T. Talk to me. Well, we, we meet on the same side of the earth today, brother. I say. Right on. I just want to uh, add on a few things. Uh, that brother Paul was talking about and you yourself. Uh, first, I want to just make sure we don't leave Biden out of this equation. His years of service <laughs> have, have wiped out at least a million black people and put them in jail. Mm-hmm. And his actions today, oh, yeah. it, it just it, it just shows that no matter who is in there, they're running the same game. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they're all related to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Commonwealth. Anything that's a commonwealth is the queen's. Mm. It is in the state of the queen. So you make sure you render your mortgage payments, which went, and I told you this when I first got on the show a long time ago. 2006, everyone could have owned their own house. When that mortgage fiasco happened, I and a lawyer looked at all the documents and we saw that there was one piece of paper missing in a mortgage. And if you're missing one piece of paper that needs to be sent to the queen, that null and voids all properties, and all of them were all annoyed. That's why they pulled that Kate, that chaos uh, trick on everybody. Biden, I mean, Obama knew it, and he hurried up and signed it and gave people a little bit of this and that so they wouldn't research and find out that you owned your own home. And instead of bailing out the people, giving the people $1 million apiece, we could have restored the country. Everyone would have been in a better place in their hearts and everything else, and they would have went on to another thing. But that's on another level. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about faith. As you and as you and the brother was talking about in religion, I've pulled everyone who calls himself a religious person together, and I've I've had talks with them, and. A lot of them didn't agree with me, but I told them it doesn't matter if we agree. There's one purpose. The one purpose is the further of humanity and the betterment of people. The people. It's about the people, you, your family, the betterment. So I have used faith, and my faith never wins. It never goes down because I know I feel what I feel, and I've been delivered, and I called on the name of the Lord, and the Lord was there. I'm not a Bible quoter. I'm not a Muslim. I was raised in many facets of all of those things just so I can get a little bit out of out of all of them. Right. Okay. Just so I can My search was for the Almighty. Okay. It wasn't for control. I never prayed for money. 
So that's why I said when I first came on your show that I need more people to come out of their houses yes, that's and right. go to the people and bring the yeah. words of wisdom that you have, how you survived, what you're doing to get better. You, you touch the children. You become a part of their lives, which I have done for years and years and years, helping mm-hmm. get through high school, colleges, everything sure. to become young adults. The only problem happens after that is because they become indoctrinated in these colleges. Then they go on to do the same thing that they're doing. They forget their purpose because they think they have a place at the table. Mm-hmm. So by them giving all of that stuff up, it's as if I told them nothing. It takes something monumental to happen to them for them to remember what I said. Now, in school, I was not indoctrinated. As a matter of fact, I was told I wouldn't live to be 17 years old. I got suspended 13 times a year all through junior school, all through middle school, got kicked out at all my graduations, got, I got sent to the baddest schools. The baddest schools didn't want to have nothing to do Brother, with me. Brother, brother, That's, you sound like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, they try like to tell me. me that I'm a slave, and my people. And in history, I refuse to learn history. My teacher's name was Mr. Kirk. He got sick of seeing me. So what I would do in class is I would drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and smoke marijuana in class. They would kick me out. They said, there's something wrong with this man. Something is. I said, no, you're wasting my time. Mm. You're teaching me to be a dishwasher. Mm. This stuff won't help me at all. Mm. So therefore, they told me it was my last chance. My mom was crying. I didn't know she was passing away. You know, she, she hid it from me. She said, I need you to do something for me. I need you to apply yourself. So I went and did what those dumbasses wanted me to do, and I got skipped. Mm. And then I graduated. I told them, look, mm. this is all A's. This is nothing. I told you I could do it. They mm. said, well, why didn't you do that in the first place? I said, because I don't believe a thing y'all are telling me. I say. Now, one more thing. We were talking about, and the other brother last Friday, we were talking about the uh, queen and, and, and how they passed on to lawyers. You brought up the lawyer fact. Now, the thing about the lawyers is, is that's what we called sharks back in the day. You see, admiralty law was for the queen. Wherever her boat reached, that was the queen's hand. And you had to adhere to the law of the queen. So when those boats were able to cross the seas and touch another continent, they were able to bring the beliefs of the queen and her laws. And then we call that sharks crossing from water to land. Those lawyers, those sharks came onto the land and wreaked havoc, and they still haven't stopped. Everything is litigation. I'm a litigator. I litigate as much as they mess with me. You mess with me, you won't see me one way or another in the street, or you won't see me in court. So I believe every person has to find within themselves something I did a long time ago. Know thyself. Know your purpose. And I did that, and I've been working on that, and I am right now just fed up with the people who've given up. So with this show, your callers, if only it was broadcast on a loudspeaker. <laughs> we could reach the people that need to hear this. But until yeah. then, brother, I'm out in the street. Well, listen, I'm I... talking to the people on the corners. I'm talking to the people in the store. Yeah. I'm giving them hope and I'm telling them that they are somebody. That's right. And I feel great about it. And I know I'm not going to be here forever because they came for me before and they fried my computer before, but I'm still here because I have faith. Right on. So peace and blessings to you and you your did, calls. Brother. And here's to I say, man. I say, brother. Brother T, thank you. 
peace to you. Yeah. I tell you, you know, there's, I appreciate those who listen to this program and those who call in and those who don't. And those who call and, and, and don't say nothing because you're welcome to do that. Appreciate that. I really do. You know, but the bottom line is that, you know, whether, you know, we got into some, to some semantics uh, with uh, Brother Research West and, and Brother Jay about at war, being at war. You know, I say we are at war for the minds of our people. There's no doubt about that to me. Now, whether it's a physical war, like, um, you know, all the wars of this history, all the wars of the world in history is another subject, another thing. But there's no doubt in my mind that there's a war going for who's going to control the African mind. How can we reclaim? How can we re-Africanize ourselves? How can we look at all of this madness and be able to step outside of it and be a, not a part of all this madness? How can we do that? 334, 334, good afternoon. 334, good afternoon. Hey, hey, good afternoon, Brother Oshie. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. Dude. I had to jump off and uh, try to jump back on in time, but I'll just have to catch you on Wednesday. I hope all is well and you had a good weekend. Well, you too. You too, Brother Ted. I appreciate you, man. You too. Have a, appreciate have, you too. Have a good day, and I hope to talk with you on Wednesday, okay? All right. Peace. Peace, Pe- brother. Peace. That's Brother Ted Lust, man. Appreciate that, brother. In fact, I'm, I'm really glad that this pandemic situation is over, and hopefully, man, me and my brother can schedule up something. I can, I can go to Montgomery to the uh, Justice Initiative. And me and brother can break bread. That'll be cool. If you haven't been to the Justice Initiative, um, it's a museum and a memorial, you know, and uh, it's it's deep. It's moving, and it gives you the idea of all the the murders and the lynchings of our people, you know. You know, we we have a, a hell of a sojourn with these Caucasians. We we really have, you know. In, in 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 history you know we we taught them we had them at our feet and we taught them gave them the knowledge of math and science and architecture they copied what we did you know and then they came back as conquerors and conquered Kemet and put their face on it their their generals the Ptolemies Cleopatra comes out of the Ptolemies, you know. And then when the Romans wanted to take Kemet, she wanted, and I, I give her credit for, for that because she grew up in that culture and she wanted to maintain, even though it wasn't hers, the Ptolemies, but hey, you know. And then we did it again with the, with the Moors. When Islam swept over North Africa and some Africans had um, converted to Islam and started doing some great things, those Africans went across the, you know, the strait into the Iberian Peninsula in Spain, and what is now Spain and Portugal, and established themselves and ruled in that area for 700 years. 
700 years until the Europeans decided Charlemagne. That's why that tripped me out about that brother Charlemagne to God. You know, Charlemagne. Oh, well. You know, Charlemagne, Martel, and many others. um, They made a decision that whoever's going to run the world is going to be us. We may war amongst ourselves, but when it comes time to to deal, we're going to come together. We're going to come together on those who are outside of us. And that was their mentality. I'm saying we got to develop that mentality. We have been ignorant far too long. Let's come together because those who are outside of us have only one thing in mind. And that is our demise. That is our demise. European Jews, European Jews suffered whatever they suffered. And many of them were murdered. But the word genocide does not apply. You can make any word apply if you want to. So if they want to use that, fine. But they knew who they were. They knew what they had. They'd never lost. And they... They got through it and and they became huge after, didn't they? Yeah. And European Jews look like any other Jews, you any other people, any other Caucasian people you see. Some changed their name from a Stein and a Berg to some other name. But they're not the Hebrews. They're not the people of ancient times. These are late converts to Judaism. And they dominate and control it. And because Christianity and Islam is connected, the three symphonic religions are connected with the control of it by Judaism, they act the way they do. And they don't act in Africa's best interest. They don't do benefit to us. My purpose today was to talk about fascism, to talk about Christian identity and Christian right or Christian nationalism that is happening. And the fight for us is not to fight them. The fight for us is to unify. The fight for us is to come together, kick off the petty differences, kick to the curb all that bullshit and come together, pull our resources Here we are really, literally the most richest people on the damn planet. And we've been made to be the poorest. And we have leaders, so-called leaders on the continent of the diaspora who who are in such a begging posture. They have one African leader talking about the damn queen. That made me so mad. Oh, okay. oh, it's that time again. You know, the time passes when you're having fun. <laughs> but to really, you know, I can't say enough to all you brothers and sisters who listen and call in and who don't call in. Just listen. Appreciate you very much. It, I've been doing this now for eight years. And I will continue to do this too. I can't do this no more. Hopefully, many of you who 
hear this program, maybe you can develop a program of your own. It's, I'm not in competition with anybody. Don't even care. I'm not. It's not about ratings, listenership. No, it's about preparing the minds of African people to impact the minds of other African people. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Tomorrow is our future, right? Like I said, education is your passport to the future. For tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for when? Today. But it's the right kind of education. Right kind. The education that gives you knowledge of yourself, your history, your culture, your language, your traditions. And explains to you, nobody outside of that should have any influence on you and what you do. Not a damn thing. Brothers and sisters, we end this program, like we end all of our programs, with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and sure in the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Hope to see you back here on Wednesday. Until then, Shimhotep, that means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bibi means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will, we will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful day, family. See you then. Peace.